0: Brian alder with AE partners
1: a e partners what is that all about because right away i'm thinking architect and engineer but then i'm thinking wait a minute it could be energy so a e partners
0: um, well originally we were atlantic energy partners um and then we recently rebranded just because we're going to go after some some new sectors um when we originally first started out it was very oil and gas biased, um, and it very much still is oil and gas is our kind of bread and butter, um, but we are going to look at spreading into different sectors now, so that's the reason for the for the slight rebranding, um, but we were always known as AEP, so we've kind of tried to keep that still in there with the original
1: branding. AEP, that's kind of always been the acronym for, for you guys, and so before it was Atlantic Energy Partners, but now AE Partners, or... AEP. Okay, great. And and what is it that you guys were doing there at uh, AEP Partners?
0: Um, so we do a mix of things. We're a, we're an oil and gas um, recruitment firm. You know that's where we we started out. Um, we've been trading now for just over a year. Myself and some some colleagues left a, an old business um, where we were doing the, the same thing, but you know saw a gap at the market and decided to go go it alone. Um, so we do a lot of temporary and permanent recruitment. Um, for a number of oil and gas service companies, um, you know, from small service companies all the way up to very large service companies. And we also work with some of the you know biggest EPCs in the world as well. Um, so we have a, a number of contractors uh, running. Um, our specialist seems to be sort of in the flow back and well testing um, division. We've been doing that for, like I say, a number of years now. Um, we've got a lot of completions and production consultants out as well and then like I say we also have the permanent side of the business where we we'll go out and do a lot of executive searches for firms um, a lot of retained searches and um, headhunting so that's kind of the two main parts of our business um, we do do some sort of talent mapping and salary benchmarking for companies as well where companies will come to us and kind of want to get a grips on the on the market and find out you know what the markets paying for certain positions so we can go out and run campaigns and take our findings back to them of you know what the market's doing at the moment.
1: I know you have some business up in the Bakken. Uh, what what exactly are you, go, you guys doing up in the, the Bakken region up there?
0: Um, I've personally been supplying guys to the Bakken um, now for probably the last three years. Um, again, that's mostly flow-back-and-well testing consultants. So I would say on average year-round we probably have Forty to fifty guys up in North Dakota, between sort of Watford and Williston. Um, we work with a, a number of service companies up there, um, and we've you know been very successful in the back and always seem to keep the guys busy, um, and always seem to keep the clients happy. So it's been a it's been a great area for us, and we've had a lot of growth up there. You know,
1: how about other shale plays? Are you in other shale plays? Are you back at lasered or? Um, no so we to be fair we work nationwide um we have to do a lot down in west texas um a lot in new mexico
0: we used to do quite a bit in colorado that's kind of quiet down at the moment um we've worked in wyoming oklahoma pennsylvania um ohio alaska um and we also do stuff globally as, as well
1: i noticed your accent is uh very distinct uh you must be from like uh Moose Jaw, Michigan, or something like that. No, where where, where are you guys located from?
0: Uh, this is my best talk, Texas accent, actually. <laughs> uh, no, we're we're based in Houston, um, but originally I'm, if you can tell by the accent, I'm from the from the UK. Um, so I started um, trading in the in the US probably about three years ago, but um, yeah, still haven't got the Texas accent um, quite
1: yet. You know, we just had uh, a recruitment person on uh, recently talking about some of the needs in the Bakken for different positions from their particular organization. Uh, water haulers was a big one, and then there was um, a couple other ones. But uh, what are you seeing from your guys' organization and and recruitment firm? What you said, flowback is is a big one for you, huh? Do, is there other ones, or is that just basically the number one thing, or?
0: No, we um we do a lot, kind of on the pipeline side as well. So there's a you know a lot of pipeline jobs up up there at the moment. Um, a lot of need for welders. Um, I know you just mentioned drivers there as well. I mean, for as for as long as I've been doing recruitment, there's always been a need for drivers. I think it's just it's kind of one of those um, industries where the, there's always going to be a need and there's always a, a high turnover. So that is always kind of one of the main things companies need help with. Um, you know, CDL drivers, um, but yeah, I mean, pipeline—the um, flowback and well testing side seems to be, uh, you know, pretty busy for us. Um, but yeah, there seems to be a, a big need for welders and, um, and pipeline inspectors, etc. Up in, up in the back end at the moment.
1: Any time I get a recruiter on, I like to ask them if there's a central theme they're seeing at uh, across the country, or maybe the globe, or maybe a different shale play, whatever it might be because everybody's world's a little bit different, but they all really work together and coexist somehow. So anytime that there's, you know, kind of a, either an issue that's popping up or maybe a new trend that seems to be, you know, t- taking off or just kind of a, an awareness type of a thing. are you, Is there anything that, you know, is standing out in your area of expertise in terms of the oil and gas industry, whether it's from a profession standpoint or what was i was reading the other day ghosting is a big issue now all kinds of different things so i i don't know and you know it's kind of an open-ended question but just kind of from your perspective are you seeing any trends issues or things to keep an eye on
0: um yeah i mean what i have noticed um you know a a lot of there's a lot of guys retiring um and there's a lot of sort of younger guys coming in now um so a lot of the sort of the you know, very knowledgeable guys are starting to leave the field and either retire or go to, to different areas. Um, so, you know, now have a new a new generation coming into the oil field, um, which, you know, can cause issues and can be, be beneficial um, to the market as well because you should, you still need that next generation. Um, but as well, you know, there is a big sort of skills gap because you are losing a lot of, of experience as well. Um, one of the the other things i've have noticed is a lot of companies seem to be putting a lot of more money into their sort of r and d departments and you know process engineering departments, so there seems to be a, a spike in um, work for process engineers and research and development um, engineers as well because a lot of companies are looking to do things more efficiently or see how they can you know get more more production out of the well um so that's one thing i've noticed It seems to be a lot more money going into the research and development side
1: now i don't know if you're able to answer this question or not i'm not i'm not sure where the legal terms are with hipaa and hippo and whatever hr terms there are these days but um what one of the things about the big retirement shift the crew shift that you're talking about there's something like 70 percent of the industry is to be retired by 2022 2023, you know, and we're in 2020 right now. So we're just a few years away from that coming to fruition. And this there's there yeah. is there is a generational gap during the 1990s. There was a downturn. There was low oil prices for a decade. So there wasn't a lot of hiring going on during the 90s. And then not until the mid 2000s and and that sort of thing. So there was a couple, you know, a good 15 years where there probably wasn't a lot of hiring being done. And then Right. You know, so what I'm saying is there's a big gap. There's a big, there's a couple generations actually. So, and where I'm going with this is um, there's different educations among different generations. Are you guys allowed to kind of, you know, ask questions about who understands and respects the industry that was built and, you know, just kind of There's this big, you know, it's a very political hot button these days, and it shouldn't be, but energy is. And at the same time, you know, the industry would probably want to make sure that the people that are getting hired do have an understanding for a respect of how the industry was built, the land and the connection between the industry. And do, Do you know what I mean by that? Without, you know, I'm not trying to get into a big political heated debate here, but at the same time, I'm just curious about, how far do some of these uh, recruitments go?
0: Yeah, know I, I get your question. Like you said, it is kind of very political. And, I mean, everyone you ask would kind of have probably have a different sort of a different answer to that question. Um, but, you know, I get where you're coming from. And there's kind of a old generation and a new generation. And, you know, the two kind of do clash because, you know, they're both, like you said, they kind of have a different respect for the field. Um and you know it's a lot easier now than what it was a long time ago so some of these guys have been in the real hard days where you know it was kind of it was very much you know a real tough man's industry um where you had to be tough to survive and you know it's kind of not as tough anymore um and you know the older generation i think struggle with that because they've seen how hard things were in the past and they kind of do take a little bit harder on the newer guys because they've got it a lot easier than what they did when they first broke out, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 two different worlds, you know, and and the industry is going yeah. through a change. And, and a lot of it, you know, in almost in every area, when I w- was first doing the program eight years ago, a lot of the CEOs that would come on the program would use the word paradigm shift. And keep in mind the word paradigm shift in its actual definition, is a very rare word that's used. And when you've got CEOs of publicly traded companies who can get sued, who have shareholders listening, who you know what I mean? Like, these guys don't use words like that, exaggerated words like that. But when multiple of them are using that you got to start saying okay what does a paradigm shift mean in the media i understand it because the internet was our paradigm shift you know you got newspapers going bankrupt after having a monopoly for 150 years in a town that's a paradigm shift when oil and gas paradigm shift well not only do you got hydraulic fracturing which i like to call flushing is is happening well that was a paradigm shift you got big data into HR that's a paradigm shift you got this environmental movement happening so public relations and PR needs to go through a paradigm shift every which way you turn it seems like the industry is going through a change so you can see where that generational gap uh, would cause some questions I guess and some you know just some uneasiness but at yeah. the same time th- there is some sort of progress at least happening
0: yeah I, I think it's definitely. Like you say, progress happening. Um, it's just, it's, I think it's kind of educating people to doing, you know, doing things in the new way, but also respecting, like you say, the way things have been done in the past as well. Um, so everyone's kind of on a mutual understanding and, you know, works together rather than works against each other.
1: Yeah, that's the one thing that I appreciate about the industry is the community building, the way that they really support each other. And in my, you know, for me, I'm, I'm a big fan of, um, you know, entrepreneurship and, you know, the, the true form of capitalism, how it works. And I do, you know, where if you make some money, you give back to your community. And that's the way I've seen the energy industry operate from day one. And so it's, it's, it, it really pains me to see how easily somebody can just disregard the industry and say, let's ban it based on you know just yeah. because it's the chic thing to do it's hip it's cool it's fun that sort of thing when they don't even really think about it and and i get it you know oh. I, I i know i i get the pet rock and i get fashion and 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 the, you know how easily trends can happen but this is kind of a dangerous trend to happen but anyway i just sidebarred there for a second there brian <laughs> i didn't mean to do that but i i do that you know, sometimes. i get where
0: you're coming from if you know they're all gas You know, industry is probably one of the most generous industries for giving back and, you know, really do care about the community. So, um, like you say, I think people kind of want to be hip and overlook sort of the benefits that really do come from it. Not just, you know, people's livelihoods, but the amount that companies give back to the community as well. Um, I think it gets overshadowed by some of the negatives that they like to put into the, the press, you know.
1: Well, let's get to kind of a main event question because a lot of people, whether they're looking for a job or not, they still like to, in the old days, in the newspaper days, they'd look through the help wanted ads and then it switched to the monster.coms of the world and now mostly to the recruitment type sites and et cetera. So uh, what type of uh, jobs, you know, name a couple positions that your firm is currently looking for and if you need to drop a couple bullet points after which each one is, feel free.
0: Yeah, we're currently, um, we've got a lot of roles in at the moment for process engineers um, based down in the woodlands in Houston. Um, So we're looking for process engineers, um, senior process engineers, and we've also got some some principal process engineer positions open also. like I say, they're all Houston-based. All of the um, the job descriptions are available on our website, where you can also apply. Um, they offer one of the for the, one of the largest EPCS in the world. Who um, are massively growing their um, their technology division. Um, we're also, like I say, always looking to. Um, bring on more flow-back and well-testing consultants because we always have, you know, have spikes in work where we, where we could always use extra guys. So, you know, especially guys who are actually based in North Dakota, we have a massive shortage. So if there are any local guys who um, specialize in the flow-back field and, you know, are, are looking for some long-term steady work, then we'd always be open to um, receiving their resumes as well because we do have a, a huge shortage of local um, North Dakota workers for, for that work.
1: Ryan Alder with AE Partners, and you mentioned livelihood, so we should probably mention how you make your living. So uh, g- give yourself a plug again, and who is your customer? Who is it you're looking for? You mentioned flowbacks, your specialty, or that seems to be what you guys have been uh, fortunate enough to get some business in. But to, you know, to give yourself a little bit of a plug, who you're looking for for a customer, how people can get in touch with you, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, so we work with, um, with, like I say, with a number of, of service companies. Um, whenever they've got gaps to fill or might have a spike in work and, you know, not enough employees to, to cover it all, um, we, you know, send a lot of um, qualified consultants to go up and, and help out for for as long as they need to um, to, to take care of the job. Um, like I say, we have a lot of flowback and well-testing guys. Um, we also provide a number of oil and gas companies with um Production and completions consultants as well, um, so that's where we kind of fill the gap on the temporary side, and on the permanent side, we work again with from you know small service companies all the way up to you know some of the biggest service companies in the world. Um, we go out and do a lot of direct hire um, recruitment for them, so we we'll go out and headhunt candidates for certain positions that they have to fill. You um, so know, we, we work on a number of range you know roles really anything from field level all the way up to kind of to VP level um, so we do a lot of executive searches for firms you know placing high level VPs into companies and we also go out and recruit a lot of you know field staff as well um, so we kind of we've got a broad range of what we do really we kind of touch on everything um, we, we, we try to be sort of like a one stop solution so companies don't have to bring multiple firms and they can come to us and we can pretty much cover all aspects of their recruitment process for them. Do
1: you have a website?
0: Uh, Yeah, it is www.atlantic-ep.com.